Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about the things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm KW Taylor. Today, we're discussing the new Bob's Burgers movie, the Netflix series Grace and Frankie, and the second season of the game show Floor is Lava. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you saw the Bob's Burgers movie yes. recently. Yes. Yes. Did you go on your birthday? I did go on my birthday, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I took myself out, and Aww. yeah, it was nice. It was a little weird. This was my first time in a movie theater in a long time. Mm-hmm. There were only five other people there. I was the only one masked, oh. but I sat on the opposite side of the theater as everyone else, <laughs> which was good. <laughs> good. But yeah, I... Was going home that weekend to do family stuff, but I was alone on my actual birthday, so I wanted to treat myself. So I took myself to the bookstore and then to the movies. <laughs> hey, nice. I mean, you know how much I love Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes. And I was very yes. excited about this. This is a movie that is very fun, but there are so many like characters that pop up. And little things about about it that I think you would like it more if you are a big Bob's Burgers fan <laughs> versus just <laughs> someone who has never seen any of it, you know? Yeah. So the basic setup of Bob's Burgers is you have Bob and Linda Belcher who own a burger restaurant <laughs> and they have three kids, <laughs> Tina, Jean, and Louise, and they're all just big weirdos and i love them (laughs) and you know the whole thing throughout it's i think season 12 just ended a couple months ago and they're gonna do season 13 in september so like it's been on for a long time and the thing throughout has been like their burger shop doesn't do too well uh, and (laughs) their kids just like go through weird kid problems and that's basically the setup here as well so Bob and Linda want to get an extension on their business loan because they got some new equipment for the restaurant and they get denied. So they've got a week to make the payment. But what happens is a sinkhole opens up right in front of their restaurant. So oh no, they're like, what are we going to do? We can't make money because no one is coming in the restaurant mm-hmm. <laughs> because of this giant sinkhole. So like <laughs> one plot line is Bob, Linda, and Teddy, their friend Teddy, who is, like, one of my favorite characters. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy is, like, Bob's best friend, and he is a handyman, so he's always, like, helping him out with stuff around the thing, but, like, not in a very helpful way. (laughs) (laughs) So he, like, takes his grill and makes a little burger cart out of it. Oh, and is like now you can go sell burgers at the wharf, which is like right down the street, and so Bob is like, "This is a terrible idea. We don't have a permit." <laughs> but they just go do it, and they have some shenanigans and and all that stuff. And then the kids' storyline, actually, the kids all have like an individual arc, but the big storyline is that so. Louise wears these bunny ears, like this bunny ear hat, Mm -hmm. and she 
her memory from preschool is like she was afraid to go into preschool so her mom gave her the hat to like give her some bravery and then she like hasn't taken them off since so these (laughs) (laughs) so these girls at school they're doing that thing where you sit up on on the pole in a playground and you like hang on by your knees and you tilt backwards until you come all the way around do you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah 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 And she doesn't want to do it because she's kind of afraid. And the other girls are like, oh, you are just afraid that your hat's going to come off and like you can't live without your hat and stuff like that. So (laughs) she is on this mission to prove that she's brave. And she she's like, you know what will prove that if I go down into that sinkhole. (laughs) So she gets Tina and Jean up in the middle of the night to to videotape her going down into the sinkhole and she she does go down not of her own volition and she finds a skeleton (gasps) so it becomes sort of a murder mystery oh my goodness which is a lot of fun yeah so the the kids are like running around trying to solve this murder while the parents are trying to save the the restaurant and it's just, it's very silly. There are a few <laughs> songs Aww. where, like, the characters actually sing and dance and stuff like that. Oh, cute. Yeah. But it's just, like, charming and heartwarming. The, ki- the kids' storylines are, Tina's been into Jimmy Jr. for a long time, and Jimmy Jr. is the son of Jimmy Pesto, who has the Italian restaurant across the street. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Pesto and Bob are, like, rivals. But she wants to ask Jimmy Jr. to be her summer boyfriend. <laughs> Just her summer boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> but she keeps chickening, chickening out because she's like, what if What if it's just not as good as I think it will be? Aww. And then she, I think Gene's thing is he, he makes this, uh, this instrument with like a napkin holder and some spoons. <laughs> <laughs> And he just carries it around all the time. He's trying to get his band back together. So his his whole thing is, like, trying to get his band back together. And, like, all this stuff was set up at the beginning. And I was like, how are they going to fit this into, like, 90 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but they did it. And it's a lot of fun. And the fish odors make an appearance. Calvin Fish Odor is the family's landlord, played by Kevin Klein. <laughs> and to give a rundown of... The voice actors, Bob's played by H. John Benjamin, Linda's played by John Roberts, Tina's played by Dan Mintz, Jean's played by Eugene Merman, Louise Belcher is Kristen Shaw, and Teddy is played by Larry Murphy. Yeah, I think those are the big, big characters, but like little characters show up in little cameos from throughout the seasons, and it's just, it's a good hour and a half of entertainment cool (laughs) i had a lot of fun and i kind of can't wait for it to come out on streaming so i can watch it again (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah well fun yeah i keep meaning to start the show and i want to and i just get distracted but i like h john benjamin a lot he's he's been in some stuff that i enjoy so okay yeah if listeners do want to start watching bob's burgers I believe it's all on on Hulu. Yes. And I mean, you can kind of just start anywhere because 
it's it's a sitcom, so nothing really changes. <laughs> they stay in like fourth grade and second grade or whatever grades they're in, like throughout the third the twelve seasons. So okay, I kind of remember like I not loving the first season, so I think oh. I would suggest just jumping in with season two. Okay, but uh, yeah, you can kind of start anywhere if you want to start with season twelve. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But you have been watching a comedy series mm-hmm. yes. that you've really liked. What, tell us about that. Yes. So this is called Grace and Frankie, and it's on Netflix, and it just ended. So you okay. have a finite <laughs> set of episodes now. There's seven seasons. I think it's a total of 94 episodes. So it's almost 100 mm. episodes, but each season is only like 13. The last season does have 16 episodes, but... Okay. All the other seasons are 13, but it's just a half an hour. I didn't start this when it began. I think I I think I started watching it when the pandemic began. Um but it's been going since 2015. Okay. And it's the kind of show that it's very heartwarming, it's very silly, it's very very light, low 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 stakes for the most part. Not that there aren't there are moments of a little bit of sadness and stuff, but it's generally pretty dialogue heavy and kind of silly and it's created by marta kaufman and howard j morris and marta kaufman is one of the co-creators of friends so there's a lot of good comedy pedigree there and it's got it's full of veteran actors and so the basic premise jane fonda and lily tomlin are the title characters grace and frankie and the whole series setup is they don't really get along. Grace, who's Jane Fonda, is a CEO of a beauty company, and she's very buttoned up and proper and kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> and Frankie, who's played by Lily Tomlin, is a hippie and is a painter and is very free and, you know, goofy and spacey and kind of like not reliable. And so obviously they're so different and they don't really get along, but their husbands are best friends. Their husband's Saul, who's played by Sam Waterston, is Frankie's husband, and Robert is played by Martin Sheen, and he is Grace's husband. Okay. And they are best friends and partners in a law firm together. And because of that, their families hang out a lot, and they even co-own a beach house together outside of San Diego, and they go on a lot of beach vacations together, even though Grace and Frankie don't get along. Their kids have grown up with each other and stuff. So, uh, and their kids are all adults at this point. And in the first episode of season one, Saul and Robert take their wives to dinner together and reveal the fact that they've actually been having an affair for years and they want divorces so they can marry each other. Okay. That's a bombshell. <laughs> yeah. So... Grace and Frankie are understandably very, very blindsided. And they're in their late 70s when this happens. So this is like, why are you just now deciding to do this? <laughs> this feels. But they end up in the divorce. It it turns out they need somewhere to stay. So they end up living together in the co-owned beach house while they okay. try to figure stuff out. So it's kind of this forced roommate situation and they have to learn to get along. And <laughs> as they do that and kind of reinvent themselves, they start to become better and better friends. They go into business together on a variety of 
older woman type products, <laughs> some of which are kind of silly and some of which are like, this seems like a really good idea. I don't know why no one in real life came up with this. <laughs> and their kids, their adult kids have their own drama. Grace's kids are Mallory, played by Brooklyn Decker, and Brianna, played by June Diane Raphael. And they are similarly kind of different from each other and very silly. And then Frankie's kids are Coyote, played by Ethan Embry, and Bud, played by Baron Vaughn. And they are also very different from each other. And they, the kids mirror the relationship between Grace and Frankie. And even Saul and Robert as a couple, as they go on their journey of getting married and stuff, they are also different from each other. So each set of siblings, friends, married people have this dynamic of being kind of this odd couple where one is kind of more buttoned up and one is kind of more relaxed and they have to kind of navigate all of those relationships. But yeah, there's always like a storyline in each episode between Grace and Frankie, always a storyline between Robert and Saul, and always a storyline involving some or all of the kids. So you kind of have three storylines going at the same time, which is kind of fun. And yeah, everybody's just really silly. It's very edgy and places so this is not this is a little bit more mature viewing (laughs) some of the jokes get a little off color but i mean this also is something that i like about it is that it shows older people actually having lives and relationships and it's not just all about being older and falling apart physically and there is a lot of that and a lot of jokes about aging and there are a couple episodes there's actually one episode that I couldn't actually finish because it had too much to do with someone dying and I got too oh. upset. So I've never actually finished it. <laughs> but for the most part, it's very good natured and people do end up better off by the end of the episode than they began. Mm-hmm. And there's there are continuing storylines about people's various business ventures and relationships. And Grace gets remarried at one point and that goes very badly. And <laughs> parts of that are really funny. And uh, she ends up giving up her beauty business and having her daughters run it. And there's a lot of conflict between them. A lot of Frankie has later in season seven, she starts to develop enough arthritis that she can't paint anymore, which ends up being really pretty upsetting. But there's, there's some sweet things around that about how she can sort of be assisted in her painting. Coyote is kind of struggling off and on with some addiction issues. And Bud realizes in season seven that he doesn't want to be a lawyer. So he tries to be a stand up comedian and has to have his wife like help determine if that's the right path for him and stuff. (laughs) And, you know, everybody's got different relationships and stuff. It's, yeah, there's not a lot of serious substance. So if you want something that is, heartwarming and like edgy but still family oriented in certain ways if you want to laugh but it's not like laugh out loud fall on the floor funny it's like Mm -hmm. gently funny it's really nice for that and there's a lot of good veteran actors that show up as recurring characters craig t nelson ernie hudson sam elliott peter gallagher Lisa Kudrow, RuPaul shows up as a character at one point, Mary Steenburgen, Michael McKeon. So it's very, very well cast. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, as a big Law & Order fan, it's really nice to see Sam Waterston in a comedic role. Um, And he's really good in it. And like, and same thing with Martin Sheen, you don't see him in a lot of comedy. Mm -hmm. 
I will say that my biggest revelation, June Diane Raphael as Brianna. Brianna is probably the least overtly likable character, but to me, she is a breakout character. She's avowedly child-free, but to a point where she actively hates children, and she is extremely flinty. She has a boyfriend who she really kind of doesn't treat very well, but it's done in a way that is comedic, and he kind of puts up with it. She's very brusque and emotionally unavailable, but she has the best one-liners and is consistently (laughs) very, very funny. And apparently, June Diane has written a pilot spinoff for Brianna, and I am here for it. (laughs) Like, she's very boss babe throughout, so that element of it you might actually enjoy. Mm -hmm. But she just gives her sister such, like... she goads her sister a lot. Her sister is a lot more flaky and is kind of an earth mother and like has a has a lot of kids and stuff. And so Brianna is always kind of treating Mallory like you're stupid for having all these children and you're, I, I don't know, but I mean, Mallory can hold her own and gives yeah. it back, but like their relationship is kind of really cute. But I just really think Brianna is, yeah, I think a show focused on her might be exhausting, but if they soften her a little bit, I think she could absolutely lead a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> but some of the best funny, weird jokes come out of her. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is the kind of thing you would like. I think you would like parts of it. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I relate more to their adult kids because they're probably around, like, probably probably all their adult kids are between us in age, you know, okay. like late yeah. 30s, early 40s. So, they are more relatable to me, obviously. But I love Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. One of my favorite movies is Nine to Five. So seeing them together, you know, it's really nice. And they do a really good job. So it's fun. Nice. Yeah. No, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. I I did give it a shot when it came out, but as is always the case, mm-hmm. I stopped after the first episode. But usually, like, the first episode, I need to watch more to get a better sense of the show. So yeah, that doesn't really mean a lot. Right. I think it's similar... Like season one of anything is rocky. And mm-hmm. when you've got to set up a premise that's a little bit gimmicky, you need to get beyond the premise until it becomes what it's going to become. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes. And the angst over their husbands leaving them, that does eventually dissipate to a point where it is more of just an ensemble, extended, non-traditional family situation. Mm-hmm. And that once it gets there, it's a lot better. So Okay. So yeah, maybe cool. give it another shot. Yeah, I should. It does seem to have, just from you describing it, it kind of has a lot in common with the Bob's Burgers movie. It actually does. There's, you know, the the light storylines about small business struggles, and then the extended family struggles, and then having these little satellite storylines that eventually dovetail at the end. So yeah. Yeah. And they're both about families that have issues but at the end of the day love each other and i think yeah. that's that's cool yeah awesome but it sounds like grace and frankie is a little edgier than puffs it is definitely edgier <laughs> yeah yeah if nothing else it's just full of salty language and i will say frankie is a hippie so take that as you will <laughs> okay <laughs> cool well yeah i'll let you know if i give it another shot cool yeah but speaking of netflix shows Oh, I was going to say, continuing with our silly theme. Yes. Yes. This this whole episode is comedy-based. And yeah. yeah, so we 
just finished watching season two of Flor is Lava, which is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You want to give a, give the little premise of this show again? We talked about <laughs> it for season one, but it's worth reminding our listeners. Sure. Yeah. This is hosted by Rutledge Wood. And it's literally just people playing the floor is lava. So they've got a big room where the floor is like liquid. And then you've got, if it's like a game room, you've got like a pool table and different things that you can hop onto. And they have to make it across the room. There are three teams of three people each. And whoever makes it across with the most people intact or the fastest time if there are ties, the two best teams in this season go on to the volcano, (laughs) (laughs) which is basically just the two teams racing up a volcano that is spewing over with (laughs) slippery liquid. And they have to get up to the top and place three rocks onto the top of the volcano and then they the winning team gets ten thousand dollars and the floor is lava lava lamp (laughs) (laughs) it's really silly but it's so much fun yes so the new the new things they had this season was yeah the the volcano level and also that the teams who get through get to stand over the room and watch with Rutledge while the Mm -hmm. next team goes through. And so there's real time color commentary from the other teams and the host, which they did not do last season. And I really like that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And most of it is pretty tame. Like there are a couple teams who will actively root against the team that's playing, but most of them are pretty nice to each other. Yes, they are. Yeah, it became really clear in this season that teamwork makes the dream work. Agility and speed. Yes, teamwork (laughs) makes the dream work. Absolutely. Because if you don't help each other, Mm -hmm. either through advice as you're playing or physically help each other, you are not going to get through or get through as quickly or get through with all team members intact, etc. Right. And teams that were just kind of going it alone were the ones who did not typically do as well in their room part of the challenge. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty clear. And one thing I liked a lot this season is a lot of the teams were really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I just don't remember the teams from before cause it was so long ago, mm-hmm. but yeah, I really liked a lot of them <laughs> and it's clear that like they're all friends or, related to each other and they're just like having a good time and usually one person comes out and you know becomes the leader and is like okay you're going on that route and like you're going on this route and Mm -hmm. you've got to get to those darts to throw at the thingy to release whatever (laughs) and it's fun to see them yeah like work together and then it's also kind of fun to see them (laughs) be upset when their team member (laughs) bites it and goes yeah. into the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was also another another new element I think they had to get. They couldn't just get to the exit. They had to right. get this thing called an exit pass, which was just like a little card. They had to Velcro it to their outfit and have that with them in order to leave. And I thought that made it harder. Yes. And more interesting too, but also these are small and I feel like sometimes they couldn't 
find them. And Mm -hmm. so that was stressful. And then I feel like several times this season two, people got hurt. We're not hurt. I don't think anyone's getting hurt, but people fell in such a way that they banged their chin on a piece of the fake furniture. And I did not like that. That was very upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. There was a guy in the last episode and like somebody else earlier on and it just like, I know these things are made of probably styrofoam or something like styrofoam. So it's not that permanently damaging or anything. But still. But it seems it's, yeah, I'm sure it hurts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It seems uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah. Like the soft part under your chin where your neck, I'm just like, that's a vulnerable spot. Yes, like absolutely. It. And I just, you know, <laughs> rattles all over your teeth. It's. It yeah. doesn't seem good. And there was this one guy who, like, <laughs> slid onto a thing, and he slid too far, so he slid into the wall, like his head was into the wall, which is foam. Like, it's yes. clearly soft. But still, yeah. it goes straight into the wall and then <laughs> dips into the, the lava and just disappears. And I was like, whoa, that has got to hurt a little bit physically, but also just a lot <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, no matter what you, whenever you fall, like this is why I would never go on this show. There's a lot of reasons I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. go. But I think the the biggest reason, even if people could reassure me, you can't get hurt, it's fine. You, whenever you slide or slip or fall, like let's say, like imagine walking on ice really carefully and you just suddenly slip. Yeah. Like even if you don't get hurt, it is still shocking. Yes. Even if you think I'm probably going to slip, it's still just you get disoriented, you're dizzy, you can't, you know, I just, I don't want to induce that. So I'm going to not go on this. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally fair. I don't want, I don't need people laughing at me for slipping onto my butt and then slipping into a pool of lava. <laughs> yeah. And replaying it. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still, I, talked about this last time but i'm still amazed by the editing because it seems like they don't come up from the lava and obviously they have to <laughs> they do it's just very care- I my okay i don't know for sure i feel like i read on reddit or twitter or something from somebody who was on it or was a producer or something that it's they obviously come right back up it's yeah. not very deep and they just edit it to make it seem like they disappear Yes. I think they're under the lava for like one second. So, yeah. I know, but the editing, it gets me. <laughs> you, well, you, you know that they show back up in the I know. like overhead, so you know they lived. I know, like, I know, I know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I imagine like this underground tube of tunnels and no. like sort of like in... Willy Wonka, and they just get sucked into. <laughs> oh, oh! You also do know the lava is just water with like yes. gel in it. It's <laughs> not; it's liquid. Yes, I know all of these things logically. I think they do make it warm though, so that when they say things like "Oh, it's hot," I think it might actually be hotter than you think. Like mm. probably hot tub temperature. Okay. So to make some of those reactions <laughs> legit, but I. Yeah, you're just, it's probably like one foot deep, honestly. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be a little bit deeper than that, because they do fall in pretty... You do. ...at force, so like you can't have 
the ground be too close. Oh, that's true. That's true. So it's probably, but it's, you know, shallow end of the pool. Yeah. It's not going to cover your head if you stand up, probably. Oh, heck no. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but none of that makes me want to do it. It still seems to, I, you know, they've had slightly older people on, but I don't know that there's people who are into their 50, I mean, I'm not 50 yet, but like people deeply into their 50s. I don't know that I've seen anybody that old on there. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Well, there was, there was the group of, of like CrossFit women. Yeah. And one of them was a little bit older, but not probably not that old. Probably not that old. She might have been yeah. my age, but yeah, I feel like there's a... And I don't know that it's because someone older couldn't do it. I think someone older absolutely could do it. I think Tom yeah. Cruise could pwn this game. I think it's definitely like their choice. They're like, we're too intelligent to, to sub- subject <laughs> ourselves to this. See, that's... Uh, I don't know. Ugh, it's stressful. I will keep watching it, but I yeah, will absolutely. enjoy it from afar. And I know that you got, you and our friend Rachel that we watch this with... Uh, do not care about the circle people, but the circle people, <laughs> there's three people who show up who are from the circle in mm-hmm. episode five of season two, and I was very happy to see them. Yeah, I thought that was fun. And one of the other teams was from another reality show, I think. Yes, Too Hot to Handle. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommended. The other thing about it that's good, 30-minute episodes, season two has only five episodes, but apparently there are five more coming out later so it's split into two parts awesome thank you i was very sad that there were only five episodes (laughs) i think part of that also had to do with some covid things with production so okay yeah even though i feel like this is a show that's probably easy to do in a covid bubble you also have so many other surfaces and variables that you need to do to keep it super safe Mm -hmm. so it's probably a little bit difficult to do from that standpoint but i just want to point out that I just saw on the Wikipedia that the show is shot at an old disused Ikea in Burbank, California. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And that they tried to make it the lava glow, but that, (laughs) but they didn't keep that formulation because it was toxic. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Anyway, I will probably play regular Flores Lava just in my living room with sofa cushions and things so there you go the only (laughs) thing missing is the floor's lava lava lamp that is true that is a that is a keen prize i do think the monetary prize is a little cheap given that they have to split that three ways there's three team members so when you win ten thousand dollars you really you really don't get that much for as much trouble as you went to to be on right there. yeah so i was like if i get three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars it's not gonna put much of a dent into my student loans guys no no not really yeah but oh well yeah that's another reason not to go on see that's right it's not worth it <laughs> but it is worth it to watch it it is definitely worth it to watch it so just as a reminder you can is the bob's burgers movie still out in theaters right now or is that moving to streaming soon i don't think so i don't think it's still in theaters i haven't checked for streaming okay i'm sure it'll show up on hulu pretty soon and then of course you can find grace and frankie and flores lava both on netflix in the u.s 
Sorry, I just looked this up. The Bob's Burgers movie should be coming to HBO Max and Hulu on July 12th. Sweet. Which is past when this will be airing. So okay, <laughs> should be out great. already. <laughs> Yay, great. That's fantastic. Yes. So anyway, next week we'll be discussing season four of Stranger Things, The Hunger Games prequel novel, The Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds, and we'll have a segment discussing audiobooks and podcasts. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And me on Twitter at KW Taylor Writer. And you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. You can also email us at positivelypopculture at gmail.com. And you can find our website at positivelypopculture.com. And from there, you can find the link to the merch store. And please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy and safe. And join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. Pause Pop.